What's it like uh, out in L.A.? Fun to be back. Uh, yeah, it's the first time I've ever been here. Wow. Um, it's pretty nice. The weather is, as you would expect, gorgeous. Uh-huh. Palm trees. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen anyone famous? I've seen so many famous people. You wouldn't believe how many commercial actors I've met. Flo? Flo. I've met Flo. She left her um cave on the coast to finally come and meet the people what do you mean her cave is that a real thing well she has so many millions of dollars that i imagine she lives in a castle and i meant to say the word castle (laughs) instead of cave like okay so she has millions of dollars but she's being she lives humble but she lives in the garbage (laughs) But she's taking the whole uh, uh, barefoot movement to a whole nother level. Oh, you know what the problem is? When you said flow, I was thinking of those Mucinex booger people. <laughs> no, I was thinking of flow, but the progressive insurance commercial lady who my grandma uh, adores. Well, she's so pretty. Oh, she's so funny, according to my grandma. <laughs> She is so funny. I haven't seen one of her commercials in an eon because I feel like they only play on television. Yeah. Um, and you notoriously don't watch television. Mm-hmm. I don't even own a television. Should I quiz you in Dr. Strangelove or Citizen Kane today? Which one are you in the mood for? Really neither, but we have to do one of them, right? You can't have an opinion of them yet. But when yours are both so negative, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I have specifically said they're not that bad. <laughs> but when you say that, that means they're not good. <laughs> I think if anything we've discovered is that often we don't see eye to eye. That's true. Which is why we're such good co-hosts. Let's do... Citizen Kane. Okay. Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The carbon neutral podcast where (laughs) one of us is quizzed on a movie they have not seen. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host. Carbon neutral Wes. Mm -hmm. He's the one that balances out all the carbon use. I am breathing producing methane i'm not breathing (laughs) what's his not breathing he's actively murdering as many cows in the pasture as he can drinking their blood which isn't Mm -hmm. doesn't really have to have anything to do with carbon but no but that's just a a fun piece of trivia (laughs) for the fans that the movie little vampire was based on (laughs) do you remember that movie of course I don't. <laughs> you don't remember Little Vampire? Of course I don't remember Little Vampire. 
How do you, how have you forgotten Little Vampire, a movie that I watched at daycare and also subsequently had nightmares about? Let me look it up. Is this a Little Nicky, no, a Little Nicky. Is this a Jonathan Lipnicky movie? It is a Jonathan Lipnicky movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this. But you haven't seen it, huh? Um, I think I might have seen it on TV once. Not the whole thing. Unlike you, where you would watch a movie and then get nightmares about it, I would catch a glimpse of a movie or see a photo of it and then completely spiral out of control about the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen and never engage with the material again. (laughs) You have the the idea of the movie Santa Slay, S-L-A-Y, haunted me for years. See, I would say the movies that haunted me the most would be Little Vampire, Twister, because my mom let me see only the first five minutes where the father sucked out into a tornado. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, hands down the most intense part of the movie. (laughs) And uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. That was my first movie where I had jump scares, and yeah, that's it. Well, oh, Vern, you're not allowed to make any (laughs) Ernest references until you agree to watch one, at least one. All right, fair, fair. I won't make any Ernest references. (laughs) Thank you. I am happy to not use any (laughs) references. That is the much easier path to take here. Uh, It's a relaxing one. We are going to talk about The Apartment and review Wesley's scores on that movie. And then he will quiz me on an even more exciting, action-packed, guns-blazing movie that has blown away filmgoers for years. It's Citizen Kane. So let's go ahead and talk. Citizen Kane. Slightly less action-packed movie, uh, The Apartment. Wesley, now having watched the movie, how do you think you did on this quiz? Uh, I always forget uh, how I did. I recall, I mean, I know that I thought this was a totally different movie, so probably Mm -hmm. not well. But I don't remember what my answers were (laughs) once I figured out this was a movie. So... He went into a fugue state. A very limp clap from me because my computer and microphone are very close to me. And both of his wrists are broken because... Shattered. He visited me recently in Madison, so... He promised the next time that I saw him I wouldn't have my wrists anymore. And here I am, knocking around with two braces on. I was picturing just no wrists. Like, I cut... Out wrist. Sewed my hands to my <laughs> forearm. So now there's no pen. <laughs> I feel like a marionette. I just love experimenting with people's bodies. <laughs> it's what he has to do. It's what his I mother have always to do. His mother said, you have to give him his frogs in the basement or he'll cry for the rest of the week. And there was Wesley attaching bird heads to frog sternums. Hey, if that 
kid in Toy Story can do it to toys. Why can't I do it to living <laughs> to living creatures? Uh, so for most of the open-ended questions here, you were describing the movie Rear Window, so no surprise you got zero points for open-ended. Yeah, fine. Um, but do what to... points do I get for recognizing my wrong and correcting my mistake? Well, much like the current state of the internet, correcting your own mistakes is worth nothing. <laughs> uh, no matter how far back in time they were, we will dogpile on you no matter how much you apologize. Someone's a Louis C.K. apologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone has to apologize because he sure didn't. Hey, he's about one note <laughs> that said, this is your fault for overreacting. This happened. <laughs> um... The present that Baxter receives from his ex. Not really his ex, but it's kind of complicated to describe their relationship. And I didn't want to get into that because that's not the important part. Yeah. Uh, but he gets a fruitcake every year. Yeah. This was funny. I asked you what traumatic event. It's so funny. This this next part is so <laughs> funny. This movie's so funny. <laughs> it's so laugh funny. Out funny. YouTube is right when I called it uh, a great satirical comedy. <laughs> It was so clear what I was satirizing. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, back to the comedy. I asked you what traumatic event occurs in Baxter's apartment. Uh, you had said murder. I suppose in a way that's correct, but yeah. not really what I was looking for. Self-murder. Mm -hmm. Moving on to multiple choice. I asked you how many executives rent out Baxter's apartment. This is part of the movie that I would say could be considered somewhat funny. Yeah, but even then, it's not, like, played for laughs. It's... <laughs> it, it is horribly depressing. <laughs> it's, like, it's interesting. It's It, it was, like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can say it was interesting. I thought from someone who has done a lot of scheduling in his professional life, <laughs> I thought it was interesting to watch him try and uh juggle all these balls but i can imagine he... the average person who doesn't do a lot of scheduling was like possibly bored by it or even stressed out by it i love it when baxter gets a cold and he's like i have to figure out how to get one fucking night for myself <laughs> i think my favorite part uh and i don't have a question about this but i thought about writing one in where what's Baxter's reaction to finding out that he does indeed have a fever? <laughs> Do you remember what he does? He takes it out and then like goes in real close and looks at it, and then like he, he like raises his eyebrows and looks like mm -hmm. completely shocked. But then, most importantly, you're forgetting that he looks at it and he goes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> "Like, oh, yeah. of course, this happened to me." <laughs> Yeah, there's that. But anyway, how many executives were renting that apartment at the start of the movie? At the start of the movie, I think it's four. That's correct. Four medium horny executives. <laughs> I would say they balance out to become medium horny. That one uh, who's with the Marilyn Monroe lady, he's super horny. Yeah. He, yeah, the fact that he was like, all I need is 45 minutes. And within his next <laughs> sentence, he was like, 30 minutes. <laughs> He just knows he's about to explode all of his goo. 
<laughs> that one is that that guy is my least favorite guy. I think he's the biggest villain in the movie, even more so <laughs> than the boss. Yeah, this was about the time that I was like, oh, this is half of Mad Men. <laughs> this is half of what Mad Men is. <laughs> There's just no marketing a com- part. <laughs> mm-hmm. A comedy show. Mad Men won every comedy Emmy. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm just wildly trying to relocate. I have on my quiz the picture that I'm going to use for Citizen <laughs> Kane, but now I have to find it, and I am having the hardest time <laughs> finding this picture. That makes sense. Uh, you hedged your bets on what floor Baxter worked on and what floor all the cool executives worked on, so you did get a point for hedging your bets. All right, yeah, I'll take it. I'll uh, take it Ms. for getting right. Miss mm-hmm. Kubelik is unfortunately not a human alarm clock. Yeah, no. She does a man's job. <laughs> all the women in that building... All the elevator operators in that building are women, which is different than my preconceived notion of the era. Really different from Mad Men. <laughs> That's where the, the, the two really start two. to converge <laughs> or diverge. Diverge in a yellow wood. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for you, Baxter does not use his own hands to strain spaghetti. Yeah, he uses a tennis racket. Mm-hmm. Which, as we see, isn't very effective because there's a long noodle just dangling out of it. And it's the first time... It had been a couple days since he made pasta when he finds that racket. Uh-huh. That noodle's still malleable yeah, and bendy. and wet. <laughs> <laughs> he does not dry off that racket. It is moldy. Um, my favorite part of him using that racket is... When he's pouring pasta, and every time he drops a meatball into the pan, he goes, meatball. I do not remember that. Um, Kira had watched this movie like five or six times before I pointed that out to her. (laughs) (laughs) And then she had to call up her mom and be like, you'll never, never (laughs) never believe what I just found. The greatest secrets of the apartment. <laughs> then her mom gets it up on the big screen for the Milwaukee Film Festival mm-hmm, just to mm-hmm. study the scene. Uh, what location is used for affair meetups prior to Baxter's apartment? You were correct. It is a borderline offensive looking Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. But at least it looks like it's owned by... <laughs> Hey, Asian even, men. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't verify their ethnicity. They are Asian people that own and operate this restaurant, and that's the least we could ask for. <laughs> One of them does have lines, and he is very much doing a put-on Chinese accent. Yes, could have been worse. Could also probably have been better. At least it wasn't like played into. It made me think of a Christmas story. Where the whole last joke of the movie is that they go out for Chinese for Christmas. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we just hear them sing Jingle Bells. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm always enjoying a Christmas story until we get to that part, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> they did such a good job navigating that time period until the very last scene. <laughs> um. So up to this point, you have two points. Okay. Moving on to true or false, as per usual, you gain some ground here. Uh... You were correct that Baxter's neighbors don't know that he sublets his apartment. This is our only opportunity to talk about Baxter's neighbors. The Trifuses. Uh, very good people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're nice. I mean, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to see, like, two well-depicted, like, Jewish <laughs> mm-hmm people in a movie i'm like it, it not at, at, at first it like it didn't even like affect me i'm like oh yeah like they're jewish people and just their neighbors and they're fed up with this guy and the antics going on in his apartment but then i like i started thinking about it and like you know what i don't remember seeing a lot of like overtly jewish people in a lot of movies at this time i still haven't seen a lot of movies from this time but mm-hmm I mean, they were the real, like, moral compass. (laughs) It's weird that they're, like, the emotional heart of the movie. I guess it's not weird, but it is nice, I guess. (laughs) No, I agree. It's weird. (laughs) It's not not the first thing you expect. (laughs) You see a Jewish doctor in a movie. My eyes darting towards the bedroom where I know where Kira is. Um... Hey, you're just marrying into a Jewish just, family. It's finally, I can make all these jokes. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> just like John Mulaney married a Jewish woman so he could make Jewish jokes. <laughs> uh, I asked you whether we see Baxter take a woman back to his own apartment. Uh, you said false. We do see it happen. He does bring a married woman back to his apartment. Yeah, I mean, it's... I find it skeptical whether she actually is married or not. <laughs> she is a weird character. And her husband's story is even weirder. The fact that he seemingly was involved in the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like most of the men who were involved in the Bay of Pigs were Latin American men to begin with. So like, And he was there... She... Let me make sure I don't have any bonus questions about that, because... Okay, I don't. I almost did one about what his job was. Right. But it's like... I mean, that's the reason why he was locked up. He would have been locked up in prison. He wasn't white. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. the U.S. would have gotten them out of there if they were white. (laughs) Five foot two, ninety-nine pounds of pure handsome... (laughs) That's my Mickey. <laughs> I love the way they dance together <laughs> to that song. Yeah. Dancing and that they, they never look at each other once. Yeah. Uh, they're just blackout drunk. <laughs> uh, but you know, very realistic of how uh, Jack Lemmon sobered up real quick when he thought he found mm-hmm. a dead body. Very realistic mm-hmm. from my own lived experience. <laughs> <laughs> you would 
audience, you would be shocked how many times Wesley has found a dead body. That I do not attempt to save. Because I don't have a doctor mm. living next door. Mm. Especially not a nice one. <laughs> I have a couple mean ones. <laughs> I have a couple of very mean pediatricians living on either side of me. <laughs> and they are not helpful. They deal with children. They do not want to save a dying body. <laughs> No longer a person. Wesley has removed all humanity from this hypothetical dying person. Hey, you do better when you're in that situation. <laughs> After getting promoted, Baxter still buys his new hat on sale. You didn't get that correct. Because um, as far as I'm aware, his $15 terrible bowler cap was not on sale. Yeah. Um, $15 I- at that time then. $15, I looked it up, it's, it's almost a 10 times rate of inflation. It was $150 for that hat. Right. Yeah, it would have had to have been a fancy hat. It looked fancy, too. No one can pull off a bowler cap. I don't think it's possible. Unless your British man talks like this. <laughs> You've got a bulldog-like face. Or you're a bulldog. <laughs> You're a bulldog in a cartoon. <laughs> With a mustache and a monocle. <laughs> You're about to get into a fight. <laughs> and you turn to the dog next to you and you say, Hey, hold my hat. <laughs> you push it off the back of your head, hand it to the other dog, and start tussling with the neighborhood cats. I think we have a movie. We got a <laughs> Again. Anyone, reach out to us. We, we're the pitchmen here. <laughs> These are home run after home run. We're pitching a full home run game. <laughs> just one uh, inning. Not even a full question. inning, just half of an <laughs> inning, but we're just doing home runs. Mm-hmm. Until uh, Coach tells us to sit down. <laughs> Until we're rained out three days later. Mm-hmm. Well, the the main problem is that we have two people playing pitcher. <laughs> Santa quickly downs a very dry martini, olive and all. That's not true. Um, Santa in this movie only drinks bourbon. Yeah. And then I sent you the photo. I don't know if you have that on you. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. Alright, this is a toad holding a rusty chainsaw. <laughs> the fuck did I send you? Um. Alright, this is uh, Jack Lemon playing Gin Rummy with... Uh, I forget what her last name is. Shirley MacLaine, also known as Miss Fran Kubelik in this movie. Definitely a real name. (laughs) I bet it is. (laughs) Look up one per... I I have never in my life met a person with a last name Kubelik. I assume they all died out in the 60s. (laughs) Gurney, Illinois. All right, dox me, why don't you? (laughs) 
<laughs> well-documented <laughs> fact where I grew up. Okay, how do you spell it? K-U-B-E-L-I-K. All right. Yeah, there's Check a the ton obituaries. of people with the, the last most name recent Kubelik one. On the most recent one <laughs> died in the 1960s. There's, These are all I have archive three accounts. mutual friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time we add them and welcome to the podcast family. <laughs> welcome, new friend of the pod, Miss <laughs> Kubelik. Miss Kubelik. <laughs> all right. Anyway, they're playing gin rummy. Um, this is the morning after she attempted suicide because she realized the guy, the executive she's having an affair with will never, uh, leave his family and wife. Um, so tough. It happens to all of us. Happens to every one of us. Um, you know, that's why there's a big reason why I don't talk about Bill Gates on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I gave you half a point for saying that she was sick and dying. Yeah. Uh, I gave you a point for saying that Jack Lemon's keeping her company by playing cards with her. It's a little more than that. He has to stop her from going to sleep. Um, you also were just spouting your political beliefs that marriage should only be between one man and one woman. <laughs> so you gave me a point. So, for the whole question, you just get that point and a half that I mentioned. Nothing for the the biblical truth, huh? Ah, sorry. <laughs> You're right. I have to take away a point for that. Um, <laughs> this is the only Christian movie. <laughs> this is the only Christian movie game show, game show podcast. You know, the, the more qualifiers that we add on to our show, we may be correct in saying that we're the only one. <laughs> And we may be that much closer to going viral. And we may be that much closer to God. We're so far from God's light. So what do I have? Like five and a half points right now? Um, We'll see. Do you want to do bonus questions now or do you want to talk about the movie? Let's do bonus questions. It All helped right. that I just watched finished this movie less than an hour ago. It's better to be back in your groove now, isn't yes. it? <laughs> Um, so I asked you, I asked you, I will ask you this, and you must provide me with an answer. I'll ask you these riddles three, and we could add, add them onto your score. What is your Open. favorite color? <laughs> I hate that movie. Uh, Blue. No, yellow. <laughs> How do you hate that movie? I hate that movie because there was this kid. Um, okay, you can't hate the movie because the fans are bad. You like Star I Wars a... now. <laughs> do I? <laughs> yes, you do. I have said that I'm a Star Wars fan. I've certainly never said that I like it. Because <laughs> I believe that those two things are one and the same. Anyways, continue. I asked you how... <sighs> Fucking God. How does Mr. Dreyfus request that Baxter amend his will? Uh, he asks him to donate his body to science. That's correct. And that kind of seemingly comes out of nowhere at the beginning. I don't really know what... Like, why did he bring that up? Did they have something he's like, to do with the... Your, par- 
you're partying all the time. You're having sex every single night. Your libido is insane. Oh, okay. We need to I study. I didn't know if it was related to that or not. I didn't pick up on the context. Yeah. All right. Here's a fun one. Multiple choice. Maybe you know this right away. I'll give you two points if you do. What's the name of the album that Fran bought Mr. Sheldrake from the Chinese restaurant? Um, I could give you the options. Hold on. Will you just hold on? <laughs> Where am I going to go? I'm locked into this couch. Beatles White Album. <laughs> <laughs> The Chinese restaurant got it first. All right. Is it A, Pan Pacific Piano, B, Chinaman Stan, C, Chopsticks, or D, Rickshaw Boy? I really don't remember this. It's going to be either A or D, I think. Okay. I'll go with Rickshaw Boy. <laughs> That's correct. It's called Rickshaw Boy. <laughs> But Rickshaw Boy really was ahead of his time. He did produce the White Album before the Beatles. <laughs> the uh, made-up Chinese one that you said would have been a hate crime if she brought that to that <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> this is my album, China Best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> You brought racist material into this. This is borderline propaganda, ma'am. You cannot bring this in here. But this is a free country, and this is a private establishment. (laughs) Uh, And then lastly, true or false. (laughs) You know what? This one we've already talked about, but this is more of a reason for us to talk about it on the podcast. True or false, Baxter has looked up all of Miss Kubelik's personal and medical information. Yes, this is true. It's played off as cute and flirtatious. And she's, like, impressed by it. She's like... I I, I've, I've caught her reaction this time. I really don't think she likes it. Well, no, she, she smirked and then she was like, well, don't go saying any more about it, and I won't get you in trouble or whatever. Is this not She's a flattered? Woman, it, it seems. Is, is this not? A, are, you, are you sure this isn't a woman in fear for her life? <laughs> Fair. I thought you were gonna like. Is is this just you projecting? <laughs> She's because you liked it. She's flat. She loved it. Women love it when you tell them where you know where they live. You know who all their family is and how to contact them. But and the most recent medical sur- procedure. Yeah, their through. surgery history. <laughs> uh. It's not good that that happens. It, uh, like I it's, told it's you, so it could have weird. easily been played off much sweeter if they left out some of the more invasive details, such as Social Security, and he would have been like, well, I remember everything you mentioned in the elevator. It, and you're completely right. I don't know why they... Ch- <laughs> I, I, this, is, this is my theory. I think the only reason that they did that is to remind the audience, do you remember that this is an insurance company? <laughs> Which, again, not important to the plot. I <laughs> they ha- could have worked anywhere. Well, it makes me more think about whether the the makers of this movie 
were writing from experience. <laughs> like <laughs> they themselves have had this sex pot. <laughs> All right. So that is the quiz on the apartment. Wesley, would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I think I would. Um, this is a Billy Wilder movie, I think. That's his name, right? Billy Wilder? Mm-hmm. This is a Billy Wilder movie I think I would uh, rewatch again. It's a movie I think I would show Takara even. I watched it on my computer this time while she was finishing up work and napping. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think I would rewatch it. It was... It's so hard to describe how to feel about this movie because it's fun. It is not a comedy. It's very dark. Yeah, but it's not too dark. Like, it's yeah. it's just a dramedy of its time, and it is it does a lot of great character work, mm-hmm. which is what I felt like was missing from Stalag 17. Was, I understand it that. felt like it was more plot-driven than character-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and this feels more like a return to form of, like, Some Like It Hot and um, Sunset Boulevard. I don't know if you saw this. This movie came out the same year. I was about to say Bohemian <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was like uh, an opus released long after Billy Wilder's death. <laughs> he predicted... <laughs> Queen. <laughs> he predicted Freddie Mercury's life. <laughs> A long lost Billy Wilder script. Has been... <laughs> yeah, I also really like this movie. I really like everyone's performances are really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so <laughs> Kira's mom, this is a shout out to you. I was handed this movie as a christmas present uh because i may identify with the main character and she was right (laughs) if i i i watch this movie and i think oh god if i wasn't in a relationship (laughs) my life would turn into this (laughs) i really don't think so i think you don't think that i would become a walking gamer (laughs) Yeah, if I didn't have video games and I needed to make money, I would absolutely be renting out my place of living <laughs> to people doing better than me at some job that I hate. <laughs> yeah, I'm skeptical about that. I feel I feel it. I feel the nuances of the character like, in myself. Insecure. Yes. Attempted suicide at one point. <laughs> yes. I like that he tells his attempted suicide story with <laughs> such, not joy, but like, oh, here's a funny thing that happened to me once. Right, yeah. That I was only the laugh out loud moment of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would shoot myself in front of a police officer. That's that's the main part <laughs> that I identified with. Uh, but yes, I would rewatch this movie. I watch it all the time. I think it's, I, I like it. Um, uh, does the black and white make this movie boring? <laughs> um, in terms of like a dumb audience person, no, but compared to like Billy Wilder's other work, I don't know if this uses 
as many inventive shots or contrast comparatively it's hardly noticeable like there's there's nothing yeah. creative done with it it's just the medium that was being used. <laughs> exactly exactly it's like it it wasn't it wasn't a game changer in terms of cinematography but it was good it was fine if you're just naturally turned off from black and white movies then i guess you'll this... probably find this boring. <laughs> yeah this this one's not going to be the one that does it for you <laughs> But also, uh, and just so that we can berate people who look at our question of the season with any legitimacy, black and white movies are good. <laughs> all of them. Just all of them. <laughs> every single one is good. Especially the pianist. <laughs> Especially Birth of a Nation. <laughs> no. No. Why? Wario is not. <laughs> Waluigi hates. Waluigi hates Birth of a Nation. <laughs> Birth of a Nation always lose. <laughs> oh no, white nationalism. <laughs> um, yeah. Recommend. Watch this movie. Oh, not good, fine, or good. Oh, good. I just put it up on Letterboxd. <laughs> Perfect. I'm behind on my Letterboxd reviews, and I need to do that. Otherwise, there's going to be a whole missing chunk of six movies like I already have. I think, though, what this movie quiz really pushed is I got to watch some more recognizable Alfred Hitchcock movies this summer. I think that's one of my yeah. goals. I've seen, I, I was talking to Rigoletto when we were watching Star Trek this week, this last week, and uh, he was like, oh, well, what Alfred Hitchcock movies have you seen? All the ones I was mentioning were like his more obscure work from like the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen any because, of course, too scary. They're not even. They're just like suspenseful and I would say the the movies I have seen are his earlier works, so they're not even that suspenseful. <laughs> Alright, well that's it for The Apartment. We're going to take a short break and we'll hop back in with Desmond. And we're back. <laughs> I was going to say Dennis and Carl, but then I tripped on my tongue and I couldn't say <laughs> Dennis <joke>. and Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis and Carl. Orson Welles acclaimed movie Dennis and Carl <laughs> Dennis and Carl go to Bollywood <laughs> no I was saying Denizen like when you go to a Denny's and you finally reach Nirvana <laughs> Denny's end <laughs> I've, I've achieved the spiritual plane with my home run platter in front of me <laughs> It's a Grand Slam. <laughs> the home run platter is a smaller version of the Grand Slam. What, for no those of us boys orders. and girls that can't <laughs> handle it. I can't handle it. Sausage and bacon, please. Let me choose. Citizen Kane. <laughs> Speaking of Grand Slam. <laughs> Bases are loaded. 
Why haven't you seen Citizen Kane? What do you know about Citizen Kane? Uh, I haven't seen Citizen Kane because it is the most overhyped movie of all time. Most likely. I I would I would argue that because it's the one that everyone interested in film says is like the pinnacle of cinema. Um, Because I've heard that it's boring. Um, I've already known the spoiler for my entire life because everyone who's talked about this movie only talks about the spoiler, which is that Rosebud is the sled. Where that gets into what the plot of the movie is, I'm pretty sure it starts with Orson Welles on his deathbed uttering the word Rosebud, and then the people who heard it start going through like all of his documents and collections at home to build the biography of his life through a series of flashbacks uh, until we eventually find out what the sled is. And the only person left alive that knew what it was was like his butler or some shit. Okay. Ethan, what's Rosebud? <laughs> That's my next question. Rosebud is the name of Orson Welles' character's childhood sled. You want to take a crack at what Orson Welles' character's name is for points? Carl Kane. <laughs> Carl Kane. Is Carl with a K as well? <laughs> Absolutely is. Citizen Carl K. <laughs> I guess I should take more stabs at why this movie is called Citizen. <laughs> do you want to go into any more of what Rosebud is? Or do you just want to say sled? Um, <clears throat> No symbolism. <laughs> The sled is probably, I think this is, this is a lot like that one episode of The Simpsons where, because The Simpsons, of course, has referenced Citizen Kane a thousand times sure. with Mr. Burns' character. I just have to figure out which time it was a reference. I'm just more of a family guy. I'm just more of a Cleveland show kind of <laughs> Bring it back. Signmychange.org petition. <laughs> My name is Cleveland Brown, and I am proud to be right back in my hometown with my new family. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, uh, just recently found out that David Lynch refused to voice a character on, um, uh, what's The Cleveland that? Show? No. American Dad. No, it's... Rick and Morty The regular show No It was Gravity Falls <clears throat> Which oh, he borrows a lot from Twin Peaks Yeah He refused to voice a villain on that show Why? But then he went on to guest voice t- Over 20 times on the Cleveland show Oh boy! But if, if you haven't seen Gravity thing... Falls, you would like it. <laughs> what was it? If you haven't seen Gravity Falls, no. I do think you would like Chikara it. Chikara really likes Gravity Falls, so she showed it to me, and then I showed her Twin Peaks, and she hates Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's 
still gets her nightmare. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> um, but there's one thing to know about David Lynch. He sometimes just earns cash. He's done commercials. <laughs> he, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyways, do, uh, do you the, want to take a sled. stab at what the Rosebud yeah, is uh, besides sled? The sled is. Uh, it was from his childhood. He had to cast it off before he became a wealthy entrepreneur. Um, And so he's asking for it because he is longing for a childhood that he didn't get to have. It's a loss of innocence story. You want your first job? Give me that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like, no, it's more like Toy Story 3 in that it was lost during a move. (laughs) I'll send it to Incinerator. (laughs) Um, what is the first major industry that Charles Foster Kane? Mm, that was close. Carl does sound like Charles. <laughs> get involved in upon assuming his trust. So what's his, his first industry? Gotta bring it back. He's an oil man. I think you'll find that there will be blood does parallel. Of course it does. You're telling me PTA didn't look at older movies and go, what if I did this, but weird? (laughs) I don't think There Will Be Blood is really It's pretty straightforward. (laughs) (laughs) He's made far weirder. Compared to his other shit, it's it's much, it's it's very straightforward. Hey, you see Licorice Pizza? (laughs) I have not. I had to walk past a billboard for it every day on my way to work, and I was like, this movie looks awful. (laughs) How many marriages did Cain have? This is open-ended? Yeah. A baker's dozen is probably too many here. So a dozen. Five. <laughs> okay, dozen, five. You want one more guts? <laughs> no. <laughs> there are only, I wrote for, down no. For an entrepreneur, there are only two different amounts of marriages you can have. A dozen or five. Well, what about Trump? <laughs> he's got to he's got to up those numbers. <laughs> Lower those numbers. <laughs> he had three. Had three. three. Sorry, Trumpy. Up those numbies. Mark Cuban get divorced. <laughs> Why did Kane build an opera house? Felt right. <laughs> <laughs> Felt right at the time. <laughs> The venue was perfect. How are you going to say no? The three L's of real estate are, Wesley, repeat after me, love, love security, security and money. money. Yep. All right, multiple choice. What is Kane's final residence referred to as? A, Neverland, B, Xanadu, C, Caneland, or D, the Garden of Eden? Of Yeah, the Garden of Eden, yes. The Garden of Enon? Me? I wrote Eve, but I meant Eden. (laughs) Uh, And it's not Graceland? No, it's not. You're sure it's not Elvis's? Okay. (laughs) Should we watch Elvis? That one with Tom Hanks in it? Yeah. (laughs) The movie he got COVID for? (laughs) You know what? I was going to mention this. Thanks for bringing this up. (laughs) 
I would like to nominate Tom Hanks as enemy of the podcast for yelling at those very kind people who were just trying to take pictures of him at an airport. A very respectable job or hobby. Some of those guys looked more like it was a hobby for him. They didn't look like career paparazzo to me. So, do you second my motion? <laughs> no. What's seconded? He is no. <laughs> Make sure you put the reason why. <laughs> I think one thing we need to do is revise our enemies of the podcast and add a reason why for each of them. <laughs> Except for the stingray who killed Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. We all know why, and it's tax fraud. (laughs) Because we love the IRS. Add the IRS to Friends of the Pod, please. Um, (laughs) The question was, what is the name of his place? And I'm going to go with Xanadu. Okay. Xanadu. You just want to parallel... To uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm always looking for the through line. What kind of relation? I think you'll find that there's a lot of (laughs) parallels. Dad. (laughs) Mac. Mom. (laughs) When I went home, Daryl works in a movie. No, Daryl works at a movie theater now, so he gets all, like, the extra shit that they give out to promote the movie. Mm -hmm. He had the audacity to walk into my house and hand me a sequins pillow of Nicolas Cage (laughs) for uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I'll probably watch that movie once it's, like, out for free. I'm not going to the theater Is it like the one that I had? Do you remember the one I had at one point? It was red and then... Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's one of those. Yeah. I want to watch that movie not for Nicolas Cage, but because I think Pedro Pascal looks really good in it. I just think it looks awful. A lot of the jokes look bad. It looks like a movie that would be enjoyed by all those people who find every single Nicolas Cage meme funny, always have and always will. Right. I was one of those and then I grew up. What kind of relationship does Kane have with Thatcher, his trust's guardian? Uh, A, adversarial. B, mentorship. C, practically father-son. Or D, non-existent. What's the difference between C and D? Happy Father's Day, everyone. (laughs) Happy Father's Day. (laughs) So that one wasn't for me. That was for you. Um, I'm going to go with father-son. Ethan just loves pointing out at the fact that I haven't talked to my dad in three years. Because <laughs> you know when I talked to my dad? Yesterday. And you know what? Yesterday at 6 o'clock, I finally realized it was Father's Day. <laughs> and you took a deep drink of whatever alcoholic beverage you I were consuming. deep shit. No, that was Saturday night when I texted you that. <laughs> you've been sending some reckless shit when you're drunk lately <laughs> i wasn't drunk i was sober 
I was just That's tired, and Takar was out, and I was like, I gotta tell someone. <laughs> Who does Cain marry in his first marriage? A, the niece of the president. B, a duchess of England. C, his childhood best friend. Or D, a celebrity singer. Let's go for the devastating route and go childhood best friend, because it doesn't work out. Like, he's he's just not the man that he used to be anymore. Okay, so the extra credit was why does this marriage end? And you're going with that? Yeah. He changed. Things change, man. Money changed you. I remember when we used to chase rabbits in the field, and we don't even do that anymore. Do you remember? Do you remember the sled? <laughs> remember that scene from They Came Together? Yeah. You remember the tire? I know you do. I had to sew that tire. Tire. I should watch that movie again. I did like it. Except for the cringe moments. Oh, there's those are so bad. Um, which is not one of the principles Kane sets for his newspaper. Oh man, I hope I remember. Oh, he's in <laughs> the correct <laughs> answer. I've started doing this thing where I leave notes in the margins of my quizzes to say, Ethan, this is the correct answer in case you forgot. I've been doing that for the bonus question, the three bonus questions at the end because they're harder. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But this is the first time in a long time I've made a quiz so far after I watched the movie. Oh, I, uh, so I just made the Rashomon quiz and I was like, this is so hard, (laughs) period. (laughs) To write this quiz was a challenge. (laughs) I need these these answers here for me. Okay, so which is not one of the principles? A, to tell the people of New York City the honest news. B, to fight for their rights as citizens and human beings. To Ooh. expose the elites who are plotting to subjugate them. Or D, all of them are in his Declaration of Principles. Mm, I'm going to go with all of them. Even though the C sounds more like Comrade Kane. And I'm just realizing that this doesn't... The structure of this question doesn't really work without all of the above. All of the above are false. <laughs> because it's like, which is not one of no, the principles, it, and one of the answers is all of the above. <laughs> no, during 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 like map testing and stuff, they would structure questions that way. You're fu- if we were if we were <laughs> subjugated, nice to know that map testing to... is our gold standard. <laughs> hey, it placed me in all the right classes. Genius level. <laughs> the audience knows how high my IQ is, especially in grade school. <laughs> And that I deserve to be. Oh, what's the what's the term for it? Accelerated. It's not routing. Yeah, they they know I deserve to be put on the accelerated track. What ruins? I got a thirty on my uh, ACT. <laughs> what ruins Kane's close friendship with Jedediah Leland? A. An opera review. B. A disagreement on U.S. involvement in World War One. C. Jedediah mishandling investments before the Great Depression. Or D. Jedediah reveals Kane's personal info to the tabloids. Hmm. I'm going to go with B. This feels like a movie where the Great War will be mentioned. 
What was so great about it? Everything. The huge amounts of STDs that were transferred. <laughs> that is, okay, I was thinking a lot. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot more about my World War One classes that I took. And now I do remember that this war saw the greatest <laughs> influx of STDs. True or false, Kane never shows an interest in running for public office. False. We've all played with that idea. We're all egomaniacs, right? Have you? I've done it. You've done it. Of course I've done it, Wesley. I'm a fucking narcissist. What What role have you thought about running for? President of the United <laughs> States of really? America, no less. Have you, honest truth. Have you thought about running for president? When I was a child, yeah, I yeah. didn't think about that. When I... What, I mean, I I started college thinking I was going to go into pre-law so that I could get into politics. Hmm. And then I took one political science class and I was like, well, fuck this. In middle school, I used to say I wanted to be a senator. Hmm. Um, They've been thinking about it again, uh, getting into politics. Really more community organizing first because that's probably more valuable. But Yeah, I've thought about like city council or school board mm-hmm. school but then board i always think does my perspective add anything yeah maybe as a librarian at a school board level <laughs> but yeah my uh i i know i have nothing to say my <laughs> i could i I'd, I'd be much better just giving money to people who know what they're doing or to newspapers or to newspapers citizen kane uh, true or false, Kane is responsible for starting at least one war. The Great War. Yes, true. He was like, it would be a really great idea for us to create all these very stringent treaties. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, he assassinated Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> World War One, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, thank God. Uh, a reporter discovers that Kane has a secret sister. And I tried to say sister. that like Darth Vader. Sister. Oh, sister. <laughs> I thought you were trying to do it like sister, sister. So you might have a sister. I think this movie will have a lot of parallels with the television sitcom of Tia and Tamara Maori called Sister, Sister. So I'm going to go with True. Sister. Sister. <laughs> Uh, true or false, Susan, Kane's second wife, believes all Kane ever wanted was for people to love him. False. I bet she's going to say some shit like, it was his goal to make everyone to hate him. <laughs> that sounds like a really interesting way. <laughs> um, Kane did not have a close relationship with his parents, true or false? I'll say true. Do any of us? <laughs> True or false, Kane's newspaper is called the New York City Daily Report. False. Far too long. That's not catchy. Um, alright. Now here oh. is the picture which I had to screenshot from my quiz because I could not find this picture for the life of me again. Doesn't it suck that you can't just copy paste right <laughs> from a Google Doc? Oh, I've seen this before. I've seen this frame before. 
so what we have here is Charles Kane. <laughs> Forgot the middle name. <laughs> F? <laughs> yes. E F F. Another thing that the Simpsons me, Kane. <laughs> Charles fuckable Kane. Charles fuckable Kane. <laughs> it's a big old dildo. <laughs> It's a dildo on one end and a fleshlight on the other. Available for all. Um, so yeah, we have Charles Gain in the what looks like balcony seat of a theater. I'm going to say it's his opera theater because why the fuck not, right? Um, he is partially cloaked in shadow scowling down at the show below i'm not writing any of that down (laughs) but it's correct continue the people around him are applauding but he is upset (laughs) is that better for you no that's worse (laughs) okay fine what's the context of the scene what's going on the context is uh someone is being honored and that someone is a person that he hates. And perhaps that someone is himself. <laughs> I want to I just want to let the audience know I know that's not possible given the context of this <laughs> shot. No one is looking at him. Anything else? You want to say uh, what when in the movie this takes place? That was yeah, I was about to say this is probably this is probably towards the end of the movie. A couple scenes before we catch up to his death. Before we catch up to the catch-up scene. Mm-hmm. Where he pours it all over himself and he goes, I wasn't actually dead, idiot. <laughs> fuck Rosebud. <laughs> I just catch up. I don't give a fuck about Rosebud. Watch me eat this entire meatloaf sandwich. <laughs> Wipes it across his chest and shoves the whole thing in his mouth. That scene's why this movie was so groundbreaking. No one had ever <laughs> thought of doing that before. <laughs> uh, like, black and white cinema had never come so far to acknowledge <laughs> the fact that it was actually ketchup or chocolate syrup. It was in that scene that they realized they needed color film in order to <laughs> get this red, this red ketchup. Otherwise, Orson Welles' notorious prankster was going to keep goofing on him. You can't tell if this is ketchup or gravy because of the color of the film. (laughs) Watch me do a goof, idiot. (laughs) In five years, I'm going to play Unicron on the Transformers cartoon animated movie. (laughs) Because I desperately need money. (laughs) I'm an alcoholic. And there's all the Orson Welles trivia that I have. All right. So, Ethan, it occurs to me you never told me what my score was on my <laughs> quiz. It's because it's, it's a big surprise for everyone, <laughs> making sure that they listen to the end. I think this is the longest we've ever gone <laughs> with holding that information. I've teased the audience to the brink. Uh, you received... Um, you know what else we didn't do i didn't say what the current point totals were at the start of the episode well i'll go over that at the end yeah uh you got 
nine and a half points on the apartment quiz. So wow. not too bad. Yeah. But I'll, that, of course, you do have to register that you got six and a half points <laughs> prior to the bonus points. Hey, I thought it was five and a half, so I'm surprised. <laughs> That's, yeah. All right, folks. Um, you've been listening to the game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, the current score is Ethan, 8.16. <laughs> and At least we have this running the math for us now. <laughs> my score is 18.5. Uh, you can find this week's movie on HBO Max. You'll probably be there for the foreseeable future. <laughs> probably ain't going anywhere. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose. On Letterboxd at Egeese. And you can follow me at Baby Wesley on either platform. And remember to take a ketchup bath this weekend. You're, you got skunked and we know it. <laughs> I thought that was tomato sauce. <laughs> We're in a bind. Hey, red's red, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Commies. <laughs>